This is Bella. Bella, this is Mr. McCandles. Hello, Bella. No! She's an experiment. Good evening. Her brain and her body are not quite synchronized. But she is progressing at an accelerated pace. Tell me, where did she come from? I shall. For it is a happy tale. I am Bella Baxter, and there is a world to enjoy, circumnavigate. It is the goal of all to progress, grow. A woman plotting her course to freedom. How delightful. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, with Sesame the Tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. Hey, and we're here today for a see it. Well, skip it. Oh, we usually hit that harder. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. See, I, I see it. Well, skip it. No. You don't like what Ethan does, but I thought, yes, you know, yeah, land on it. Oh. We're here for a see it. Or skip it. Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've released 410 pieces of content, and we're still, <laughs> we're still, a, we're still a work in progress. <laughs> I, I, have, I have been awake since half four. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that in the a couple of times. <laughs> we're here today to talk about, we went and saw, we were literally just come back from, from the cinema. We have. Um, having gone to seeing Poor Things. All the poor things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whose idea was this? Was this mine? Yeah, you, you mentioned it. Was, and, uh, was, was I back home in Canada saying there's this thing, like, it's because the, the trailers were on every two seconds in Canada. Yeah, and I'd seen the trailer, and I thought, well, this sort of thing we'd do as I see it or skip it. Um, I didn't realise there was going to be such an Oscar buzz. I knew it was up for a bunch of Golden Globes. I, I think I must have gone, this thing's probably going to get Oscar buzz. Yeah, which it has. We should do this. And it's really interesting because the Oscar nominations were just released yesterday as we record this. Yes. I got decided I'm going to release this on Sunday. Okay. I think that's the way I'm going to do besties yeah. on Friday. Yep. Do this Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, which is good. It's good yeah, timing yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, Great timing, actually. To yeah. Be fair. So, um, and so this was up for a bunch of a bunch of things anyway. So we were already determined. We were going to try and see it last week, but we I were. had, uh, I had a work. Oh, no, we were recording. We were recording an episode. We did. <laughs> we were recording She's All That. No? Yeah, She's All That. She's so we recording. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, we can't go see this. Well, why not? Well, we're recording an episode. <laughs> The pod's getting in the way of the pod. <laughs> so uh, we did that. So, so if this is your first time listening to us do a see it or skip it, what happens is we're going to go through a spoiler-free uh, review at the start. Yep. And you'll see if you look at the timestamp of this episode on the notes, I've put a timestamp as to when we, 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 we pivot. But for the first however long it is there, it's usually about, I don't know, between 20 and 30 minutes. Yeah. We then pivot. And you'll hear this noise. And then we're going to do a spoiler-filled review. But you will hear the spoiler. You'll hear us. And we will say spoiler and spoiler and yeah. we'll... Lives in a house, a very big house. Rip off Blur song. 
<laughs> Spoil a country. <laughs> that's, that's the one. Um, and so, yeah, so we'll go ahead and we'll do that. And there's so no way, if you stumble into spoiler territory, you will have been warned Absolutely. profusely. So there's yeah, no yeah, fear yeah. here. And we've just watched the trailer because we always try to use that as a guideline for what, what, what they, people would what, see. What up. they've already put out there into the universe. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, if you saw this and hit play, we're going to do that part of it. Um, and so went to go see that. I mean, I'll start with this. I mean, um, oh, and, and between the the, the uh, spoiler free and the spoiler filled, we'll give you our verdict in the middle. Yeah. So if you go, hey, it sounds good. I'm going to go see it. You can stop right there, come back and do the second half later. Mm-hmm. Or if you're like, oh, thanks for saving me a, a trip. It doesn't sound like my, my thing. You can stop it there and no harm, no foul. Yep, absolutely. Or if you want, you can just continue on and listen to the second half anyway. If you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it I'll for, watch it. for a while. There's a friend of mine who I work with, John, and he used to say, I listen to your episodes before I see a movie, and I'm like, really? Like the full episodes, and I'm like, that strikes me as odd. Yeah, because you're he, giving away the plot and everything. Yeah, it isn't to be so so hung up on that. He no. wants to appreciate. I guess sort of the themes that we bring up. Oh, okay. So he wants that first viewing to be that rewarding. Basically, he wants the first viewing to be like most people's second viewing. Yeah, yeah. He wants to appreciate the good stuff. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, he's very, he's very interesting because yeah. you're missing out on the first view. If you listen, John, how are you? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just an interesting. How important is that first viewing to you? Yeah. So uh, well, I know there's a few films out there that you know, I often get stuck in the corridor talking you know what I mean? movies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just can't, we can't talk about this. Yeah. So uh, there we are. Um, so poor things. We went and saw it. Um, we went and saw it uh, in a relatively small city. Yep. But in a big um, one of the I guess, not the big big theater chain, but a big chain, a big chain. Yeah. And uh, I mean. It was your typical Oscar Beatty film on a on a on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, um, not many people. In the maybe cinema. maybe ten people. Though. Yeah, maybe. And I might be guess if I'm estimated, it's probably a touch high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there was two behind us, two to the right of us, uh, just below us, and then we might have got to ten. We didn't get to a dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was around about eight or ten. So. You know, and it's, I don't know about what we were saying as low as we came out of a cinema. It's not an easy time for a cinema, at least in this country. There's not a lot of content that's drawing people to, to, to the movies. That's true, yeah. Mean Girls, I guess. Yeah, but I mean... I'm not really sure if that's been a thing. They're trying to make it a thing. They're there's trying even, There to. was even a display there, and you came across something, I think, in the loose. Oh yeah, yeah, that was quite fun. A little, but but that you, you have to already be there for that. Like you that's do. not enough you to get to, me. That's not enough to get me there. No, no, no. It's no, a cool no, little no. bonus while I'm there. But why pick something so fairly recent, this occult classic, to redo again? I don't. I don't. Well, get obviously, that. Tina Fey's on, on board with it. The rejigging of that as a musical. Now, I, I'm pretty committed. I, I'm going to go out and see it at some point. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's so I expect to see it or skip it on that because I will see it. In, but in the I, I, I figure it'll be like Footloose. You know, oh, it'll be. It'll, it, you'll sit there and just go. Kind of just want to watch the original fame. again. Yeah, you know when they, yeah. they just keep re-releasing these eighties, nineties things. You yep. think it's not that so long ago? It's, it's, I don't think Mean Girls is. I think Mean Girls is two thousands. Oh, is it? It's even. even I mean, Girls is like two thousand four. So what's the yeah. why? That uh, makes no sense to me. Because Mean Girls. Oh, oh sorry, folks. We'll get we we we'll get to, to poor things in a minute. Um, I think because Mean Girls is. I think it's just grown in popularity even since its release. I think Mean Girls Day is a thing, right? Yeah. And it's I, always I, stayed in the public consciousness. And then Old Navy did like a series of commercials with them last year, just this last year. Yeah. So the appetite's high for Mean Girls, so why not go for it, I guess? I'm, I might be wrong. I might, it might be a good film, but I mean, I... <sighs> 
I think the hard the, act to follow. I think the answer is not about making a good film. The answer it's is about, about making, making money. money yeah. yeah. Tina Fey's talking about a producer. Talking about making money. Have you seen that? I don't know if it's true or not, but Top Gun Three. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, they'd be really smart to leave us alone. They would be very smart to leave it alone. Yeah, I, I, I really hope there's not one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I agree. Because where else can you take it? Well, I don't know. But I'll tell you what Tom take Cruise... It to the danger zone. I'll tell you what Tom Cruise is not. <laughs> What's that? Tom Cruise is not a poor thing. No, he's not. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump in on this. Um, I'm looking for, actually, what the IMDb blurb says. Uh, Hermes, uh, not Hermes, Chase. Felix, you have to forgive me <laughs> because uh, I'm not... Uh, you know, I haven't asked him to do anything with this. Uh, how did he know? He didn't know everyone was in the um, So, um, but if I can do my... I won't do an impression, but I can do my best take on it. The, it says, The incredible tale, the fantastic evolution of Bella Baxter, young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist dr godwin baxter and we were talking about do we reveal that part or not and we said that they put the electrodes on her head and she wakes up and that's very much frankenstein imagery yeah and you everybody see would get as well that. don't you i know he's not the monster as such but he, no it's interesting isn't it you know Actually, that's really quite interesting yeah, yeah yeah um i i will say this um that's revealed in the first like five minutes of the film yeah. that's not a major spoiler no so therefore, I think it still holds true to the thing. So uh, this very much is a one character. I mean, it's a, is it a story? Yes, but it's really more a character's journey. Yeah, yeah. And we we're following her, her life. Yeah. And the gimmick is, and it says right in the trailer that um, her motor skills are developing, but her mind is developing far faster than her motor skills allow. And what this meant was you had to have a progression of um intellect almost mm. in this character as it went along and then also an, an evolution of the ability to control the motor skills yeah that was clever um so emma stone's got to do both of those things but not at the same pace no so i'll start by this emma stone the oscar nomination a hundred percent justified i felt it, it's up there isn't it? it in in a in a in a time when um there's so much um commentary on the internet right now mm-hmm. because margot robbie did not get nominated for an oscar yeah but i i, I understand why she wasn't no because this nominated. was what we saw today was someone acting yes margot robbie yes she cries in the one scene <laughs> but she's playing for large parts of the movie she's playing margot robbie with an american accent yes that's the part yes just because the movie was um Different. a giant box office hit yeah, yeah it doesn't and a mean nice be- brand exactly. and it took the public consciousness for a summer yep I think I referred to it. I'm, I'm totally using this. Uh, it feels that like people are going Barbie or bust. Yeah. If Barbie, if Barbie's not nominated, then it's misogyny. And I'm like, no, no, no. Five other women have the capacity to be better actresses this year. Yep. That's not a hate on Barbie. Nope. That's a celebration of the other women. Is if you thought Margot Robbie was good and five other women beat her, isn't that wonderful? The state of 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 women's parts in cinema. Absolutely. That's my thing. Yeah, celebrate. So it goes. It can't be misogyny that other women beat no. her for a nomination for that role. <laughs> no, absolutely. Not. Oh, yeah. It does my head in. It does mine. So uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll talk more about it on the pod this week. Kind of feel the Oscar nominee process got it right actually this year for the first I time think, in a while. But I saw a glance. I didn't see all of it. I saw a glance at it. I saw Oppenheimer was up for a lot of them, yep. uh, which is well deserved. Well deserved. That is for me. I don't know about yourself, but that was the best film I saw last year, by far. So I don't, I don't know what how you feel about that. And I'm trying to, I'm, tr- I'm trying to actually get around to watching a few of them, which is why I wanted to see Poor Things. Yeah, because I'm like, it's nominated for Best Picture. But that's, uh, would you class that as last year or this year though? 
No, no, poor things. It's about when it was released in one of the four. And it's four. It's either four, somewhere between four and six okay. cities in the U.S. It has to have a release of at least something like seven days. Okay. So poor things is a 2023 U.S. release. Oh, okay. Therefore, it is Oscar eligible. Oh, okay. I mean, shoot, Mank was Oscar eligible and it was streaming. Yeah, but they purposely played yeah. it in a few cinemas just so it got eligibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes yeah, yeah. It makes it makes that sense. But so it's, it's weird for so living in Britain. Actually, not even living in Britain because I remember there's a lot of smaller films that don't get wide releases that get Oscar nominated and mm. then they get released, but usually after the nominations yeah, come out. So a yeah, lot of them yeah. come out. But it's really good for business because it comes out right in the same month as the Oscars. Everybody goes and sees. Oh, what's, what's this about? Do you think that's consciously in their, you know? brain when they think to themselves you know we'll release this nearer the time as late as possible i think so it's in our consciousness yeah i think it's serial position effect yeah yeah because yeah. you don't want to do it too early and people forget about you yeah so when you so something like oppenheimer is really quite remarkable that people still power, remember it the power of oppenheimer I mean, power of oppenheimer. Was, oh yeah you're not wrong i'm still talking about that I, 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 that's great but back to uh back to poor things um i thought what was clever in this because they show you this in the trailer as well um, the black and white at the beginning, uh, which then changed to colour. I thought that was very clever in, um, I think the black and white was to show how basic she is as a person at that time, learning and developing. When we get to colour, we're starting to see a bit more um, animation from her. It's really difficult to talk about this without yes, it doing is. spoilers. Um yeah, we do see the the mix of of, of black and white grayscale, and then not even color, but a range. Like the color gets, it's not just now we're in color, but no, it's like it, a progression. It, so it's not like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, exactly. No. It's not like now it's this, and now it's color. No. It's it, it, we we go from a, sort of a crude color palette to much more sophisticated as she continues on that journey. Yeah, even the music itself is very disjointed. Yeah, at the beginning the score is very good. Okay, this is this is cinema. Yeah. So I often say I like pizza. Yep. I like pizza. Marvel movies are pizza. Um, you and I sat at... It's funny, because when we sat down, you went, oh, I wonder if this is going to be like the favorite. Because <laughs> that was more or less, in a sense, the film that kind of inspires the pod. It is. It in is. In a manner of speaking. Because people were like, what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> you and I from two different sort of daily walks of life. Yep. Right? Yep. And yet coming together and going, okay, we got a pretty artsy film here. How did we both take it mm. from our different perspectives? Yeah. I've often said you're the voice of the people. And I'm just some pedantic, pretentious, <laughs> uptight. Up to, well, I'll say that. But you know, I'm about I'm, films. I mean, I'm Mister. I'm Mister. Film critic, right? I'm Mister. Oh, like, but what they're doing here is you don't, you don't is, like Paddington. I mean, how can you not like Paddington? I'm the voice of reason. People, you might be the voice of the people. I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> Again, uptight about Paddington. Yeah, I'm, I'm, absolutely. I'll wear that. I gave it a six or no, I gave it an eight. I gave it something good, seven and a half or something like that. It was okay. It was good. It is. It's a good film. It's a good film. It's not 10 out of 10. <laughs> I didn't give it Sorry. 10 out of 10. No, I think Georgia and Ellie both did. Really? Oh, yeah. It was. Oh. That's that's why I got so, like, voice of reason about it. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't a bad film. See, that's why you wrote, you hate it. I didn't hate it. I gave it seven and a half. <laughs> or seven. <laughs> seven. So this is nominated, though, for Best Picture. It's nominated for Best Actress for Emma Stone. I said, yeah. It was deservedly so. But, I mean, what was happening with cinematography? What was happening with oh, the soundtrack? Salt on all the, the score. Yeah. So, at the, it's weird because it was Emma Stone was in both a favorite and this. Yeah. And we sat there at the end and kind of went, kind of like the favorite, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot where you're going, huh. I, I, I don't feel this one's as complicated for me. 
No, but I felt like the beginning and middle was complicated, but the end tied things up and brought it together. Yeah. If that makes sense to you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it's because we're following her journey, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I had confused, a, like she's confused. I don't think I had as hard a time with as you did. Mm, no, probably not. But maybe I'm more used to disjointed because I teach English as well, right? So yeah, I'm used to yeah, disjointed yeah. narratives in general and going, oh, I, th- I think I see what they're doing here. Well, even the the, the cinematography was um, there was it, so the favorite was all fisheye, but this was like keyhole, like yeah. oh, it was re- there were some really weird choices, and they loved like a heavy zoom. They did, didn't they? And it's all four by four by three, the aspect ratio. Uh, yes, it was. And you which, said something about being on film rather than shot on film. Yeah, which is <laughs> shot on Kodak film, which great. is, and you, and, and you can sort of see that. I think with that talk, all that talk we did about a the color, but b how crisp that black and white is too. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the color and how it bleeds in different ways, it sort of suggests sort of the journey of film as it's going along. And there the journey of you know. And the weird thing about this movie was really weird in the fact that. I felt like one minute it was set in the um, Victorian era, and then it felt like it was it, set in the future. And then it, it was, plays it was with weird. it's almost like a steampunky, yeah, vibe um, to it. yeah. It plays with your. It's got many of the aspects of the world we know, and it uses place names that we know, but then it infuses it with almost this dystopian steampunky kind of element to it. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. So you can't really put a date on it as such, can you? No, you have an idea. Yeah, yeah it yeah, feels yeah. like a period piece. It does feel like a period piece, but when there's like um, flying cars and horse and carts, yeah, it feels like <laughs> it it's a bit weird. It feels like it's turn of the twentieth century. Yeah, but then there's elements that just when you think you, you got it, you, you're settled, it goes nope, no, <laughs> it kicks you, not, not kicks having you that again, doesn't it? Not having that, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, so as far as uh, Emma Stone job, incredibly well done, very brave performance i think we could and honest honest. honest. i think think it's about the best we can do with those adjectives until after the break yeah absolutely um but she deserves but yeah but but i'll say this her discovery is more than um more than mental more than emotional more than physical it's also sexual very and they're not afraid to make that part of her journey no and you know what i'll take barbie and it's stupid end joke (laughs) <laughs> and you want to call that act? No, no. This is you want to talk about a, a film that was about a woman's journey. You know, it's this. It totally, totally you want to talk about is. a film that's about like taking down the patriarchy. It's this. Yes. Oh, that might be thematic. Champions. See, the women problem with Barbie is that Barbie hits you over the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah. It's about the patriarchy. It's about the patriarchy. <laughs> it's about the patriarchy. This thing doesn't tell you. It shows you. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's good. It is. It is good. So uh, <laughs> I think we're giving away. Yeah, what we we're are. Thinking here. <laughs> but the counterpoint. So, so then we have. If there's a second lead character, I probably have to say it's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, going against type as well. Also, I mean, also Oscar nominated. Oh, is he? No, I think he's going to lose to Robert Downey Jr. But I think. Yeah, I don't think he. Oh, I think he's fantastic. I think in he's this. great. Yeah. But I don't think he's as good as uh, Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. I mean, Oppenheimer. I mean, Downey Jr. is fantastic. It's phenomenal. Yeah, like I sort of sat there and went. I think everybody else is playing for second place. If you're Mark unless Ruffalo, they're going to give it to Gosling, and then you, when Gosling nah. didn't win the Golden Globe, I'd be curious to see if he lost to Ruffalo. Yeah, because they do comedy on no, no, because they do them all together. No, they do them all together. So lead actors go comedy and drama at the Golden Globes, but supporting actors coaches go to one pool. Oh, okay. And Downey Jr. won it. Yeah, so as he in, 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 in my in running my order, Gosling's behind both these guys. Oh, way behind. Yeah. yeah. I like he's, Gosling, he's fine. He does he, a good. He's yeah. a really. He's the best thing in that movie. He, yeah, that, that that and the production design are yeah. the best things in that movie. Agreed. Um, but 
But yeah, he's behind. But he's team. behind both these two by by a significant margin. Yeah. I think Downey's just in front massively. I I, I believe so because yeah. I, I thought his performance was amazing. Uh, go check out our uh, Cedar Skipper on Oppenheimer. We just gush about that movie for we a while. We do gush a lot. But he's he's great in this in uh, his journey too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, he starts off kind of um, he start, in charge, he, doesn't he? He's he's. He's kind of a tour de force when he shows up and then seeing the, the, the degradation. I love his accent in this. Yeah, because he's not. Yeah, he plays British. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I don't think. I mean, Emma Stone's not British either, but she's she's Australian. She's, 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 no, no, that's Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot she's Robbie. American. Yeah, yeah, she's American. Yeah, yeah. But she's really good. I always at, get Emma Stone and Margot Robbie mixed up. Why? I don't know. Because they're not really that. No. 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 Emma Stone's also got like ridiculously big eyes and ridiculously big like 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 big teeth, big mouth. She's yeah. kind of like Julia Roberts. Next generation in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she picks her roles very well, I think, Emma Stone. Emma Stone is not afraid to make cinema. Yeah. It's not just about box office. Look at The Favorite, like we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Look at, I mean, La La Land was a heck of a... Oh, no one film. no one knew that was going to blow up the way it did. No. Um, Great little movie. I'm really surprised we haven't done La La Land on the pod yet. We, we, if I'm being yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got... Uh, so those two, and then I think the third big player is Willem Dafoe. Massively, Willem Dafoe's really good in this too. He is really good, considering the guy has been going for God knows how many years, probably about four decades. You know, it's just like to be still current. And again, he picks these weird and wonderful characters. He's yeah, he's 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 charming, but he's also a bit morally reprehensible. Yeah, but also you f- he's a bit of a victim. Yeah, you feel, and you're like you feel for him. how do you do all these things simultaneously? Yeah, this is like this is it's it's a strange story, folks. I can't get too much into it. It's a strange story, but in the hands of lesser actors, um, I think would I'm not sure it would come across in the way that 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 it has. So I'm just looking to go. Yes, but director's name is Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming he's Greek. Yorgos Lanthimos. Uh, he is nominated for best director for this, and I think like made very clear choices, yeah, about what he wanted and empowered his actors to go after it. And you go like again, I, I we we do it best role ever. You take a look at it. I I haven't seen some of Ruffalo's big work. I'll acknowledge that. Like I haven't seen Spotlight, I which apparently he's either. great in. Have you have you um you know how I'm not a big fan of CGI. Yeah. Did you feel CGI'd? Well, no, because it's, it's kind of a surreal world they were building, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't so every feel time they cut, s- every time they cut to this like like wide shot or location shot, and you went, "Oh, they're doing things with color. They're doing things with yeah. animation, clearly in the sky or things." I thought it was clever. No, I was really. I, good. I didn't feel like you know Avatar. I didn't feel like I was being CGI'd all over the place. In, yeah. But there was clearly a lot of CGI going on in this it was used as as an accent it was used as a seasoning or a spice it yes. wasn't the dish itself exactly exactly and that's it, how that's how film should that's be how made. film should be like this is me going you know what it's kind of different different feel but it was used as a seasoning the same way that something like moulin rouge used it yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah so uh i just want to talk about some other elements here um the costume design because it's a period piece i mean the clothes they had her wear i love these big yeah big shoulders big shoulders billowy kind of fabrics but very uh slim in the the waistline and very um 
Because I think it also accentuates her hair as long and straight. So everything from her needed to be long and straight. Yeah. So the the, the sort of the bodice. Am I using the right sort of terminology here? The yeah, elements that were going on the torso would be very streamlined. Yeah. But you'd make up for it with massive, massive shoulders, shoulders and arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in like a 1980s where we're in shoulder pads kind of way. No, 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 no. no just bigger, billowy. Bigger, bigger billowy is the word. Billowing. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. I like that. Oh, you know, English yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I did love the her outfits because they were very. Um, some were old looking, like period looking, and some were new, and it was a really mix. I'm, I'm just looking throughout. It's also nominated for best. Uh, ad- sorry, uh, best uh, makeup and hairstyling. I imagine that's the Willem Dafoe stuff. Yes, yeah, got to be, isn't it? As well as other elements. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. there's because there's definitely a sense of the fantastic in this as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, the list keeps going. Uh, best adapted screenplay. It's well written. It's from it's a well, book, isn't it? It's well written. It's from a novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I read it. So, um, but you know, it's well written. The words that are used. Um, I think her character specifically, her dialogue, is, her dialogue is is such an important element of this from, from the, the start to the end to the end. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, no best supported actress because, of course, there there really wasn't one. No. Uh, no song score yeah score original score Score's again the score drives you the score kind of mirrors her dialogue uh, yes and mirrors what she's going through at that time the yeah. disjointness of it and the strings of the violins and everything stuff. being discordant i mean she's the yeah, first yeah, I mean, yeah. she gives us the first notes in a sense yeah she yeah, does yeah, yeah. and again very disjointed just, in how just she's, slamming oh, yeah. yeah absolutely oh good and use some feet and all sorts yeah. brilliant <laughs> Uh, taking a look, best production design. So, of course, that's the yeah. Uh, you could see that. Like, the set, all the sets are fantastic oh, in this, and we'll talk about specifics. Well, it shows you on the trailer that the boat. Yeah, the boat. Yeah, some of those. I mean, the boat. Was... You want to take a look at some of the shots, folks? Just take a look at the trailer. You get a look at the idea of the sort of exteriors they do. Yeah, but the interiors are very lavish oh, as well. Very good. Uh, I'm just taking a look if there's anything else they went for. Not, not visual effects, surprisingly enough. I guess, you know, oh, okay. they went for less is more, so maybe they're not yeah. going to give you that. Best cinematography. I can see that. Ambitious. Ambitious. Like I said, a lot of zooms. And there's that one. And claustrophobic tight close-ups. Yeah, and what, did you say fisheye or fishbowl or what do they call it? I think I called it a keyhole shot. That that round because fish eyes when it's like on, in focus on what the subject is and everything else almost bends around it. Yeah. That was more used in the favorite. They they did use it in this. There are some. There are some. Um, and I like the I like the following low angles as well, where where say like you see someone come down the stairs, I'll follow them and then follow them through to another room. That was that was nice. Yeah, I so like a following shot. Um, overall. Um, I think it has a satisfying. The ending feels earned. Oh, very. It very feels much consistent so. with with the journey. <laughs> I called it wrong though, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, but I think I think it's. You think they were leading I, us to oh, believe totally, that? Totally, oh, okay. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then at the end, it's almost like 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 a last ha. Yeah, if you yeah, will. It was. It was. So maybe our last ha on this should be. Uh, I guess verdict time. Uh, I don't think we we've really kept our. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, after seeing a couple of, eh, like, what do we see? We saw Wonka, and what else did we see right around that time? Oh. We did um, two within, like, a we week. We did, we did. That's gone. Oh, it's gone. That's I, gone. I remember Wonka, and Wonka was like, yeah. Eh. Yeah, I didn't uh, really impress, did it? No. Uh, how do you feel? What, what, what's your thoughts about this? What's my thoughts about this? This one, yeah. Okay. Is it a see it, or is it a skip it? Uh, well, I was very confused at the beginning. I was confused in the middle, um, <laughs> unlike yourself, who was working things out a bit more. 
but it ties itself at the end and you you appreciate it it's like it's like when you take a first bite of something you've never ate before yeah and you're like oh what's this what can i and, and, and you process this a bit before I you process it a bit. do i like this i don't know yet. yeah 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 it's a bit like that and um so i think it's a massive see Mm. It's not a film you're going to watch over and over and over constantly, like Top Gun, Day Dancing. You're not going to walk Greece. into a room on Christmas Day and be playing on the random channel. It's not that movie. No, no, no. This is a movie you're going to purposely sit down and watch and follow and try and understand it because it's a complicated movie. But um, worth it. But worth it. Yeah. I loved this. Music I loved it. this. Yeah. Um, this is an absolute see it for me. Okay. Uh, Favorite or oh, poor things? I was asking the same thing. Actually, it's funny. Oh, yeah. uh, poor, poor things by by by, uh, by, by mine. And I really like the favorite. I did, yeah. but this was. I found this just to be a more rewarding experience. Yeah, I did. I think it's because we followed um, uh, her. The favorite's about three characters all interacting with each other. Yes, and there was something there, but this is about one character's. And is there a simplicity in that? I don't know. I felt. I felt so. And there were times that I felt during the favorite, the cinematography just kind of got on my nerves a bit because yeah. they were so dedicated to that fisheye. Yeah. That oh. was so... Yeah. Whereas this kind of went, okay, look, I'm going to give you some surreal kind of visual elements Different to balance elements. that out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So no, it was good. It was good. So well, I hadn't uh, even noticed the screen, you know, that you said about being the ratio. That yeah. Was, you know, yeah, I, I, said, like, I said, look, it's, it's like four, three. It's like, it's yeah, like old school. It's yeah, old yeah. school. It's great. So, uh, yeah, because that was the aspect ratio until the 1950s. It's not until the 1950s that widescreen becomes a thing in the oh, cinemas. Okay. That's to combat the rise of television. Uh, I don't know why widescreen. Oh, look, it's a wider screen. <laughs> it's like when we all had, like, regular TVs, and then we all got widescreen TVs at home, and you went, oh, there's stuff going on in Friends that we're not supposed to have said. That's not Monica. <laughs> so, yeah, stuff because they never thought it would be in the frame well, yeah, when they true. shot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there we go. Um, so yeah, it's two mass. It's massive. Yeah, I think it's fair to say two massive seats. Um, also, it's just a lot of fun as you go into the Oscar season to go. Hey, I've seen a couple of these. Yeah, I've seen more than just, but probably most people, Barbie and or Oppenheimer. Yeah, see a couple more. I like to try and do this, but this wasn't. I'm not in this just because it was nominated for Oscars. This was no, just you. my yeah. I, I, I really really dug this. Yeah. So there we go. So it's two seats and. Uh, no skip it. And then after the break here, we're going to spoil it. We are. So we're going to catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Spoiler. 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 He lives in a house, house in a very big house. Spoiler country. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Wowzer. Shall um, we, uh, <laughs> shall we uh, strip it back to his bed? Strip is the right word, jeez. <laughs> Not the reason why I love this film so enthusiastically. No. But be prepared to see a lot of Emma Stone for a lot of the movie. A lot of nudity, yeah. Well, actually, if you're at this part, you, you've, you've, hey, you've got that part. and everything. You've, you've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you see a pleasure in herself. You see uh, a, just everything. That's yeah, just like, I mean, whoa. very early on, it's that shot of her waking up, and then it's the feet move, and the feet move apart, yeah. and then it stays on the feet, and you're like, are they suggesting what I think they're suggesting? <laughs> and then we cut for a fish, like, oh, you are? Oh, they are, yeah. And you're like, is it going to be, like, where are we at from? Because there's that slight bit where he puts her down on the bed, and her her dress or her blouse or whatever comes over, and you see her breast exposed. Yeah. And he sort of covers it back up, and you're like, oh, okay, we're going to start talking about this. And then it's like, is that going to be the most scandalous thing? No, no. it's just, there's going to be a whole lot. Hey, that takes brave brave uh no, it's a brave performance because it's not just hey i'm gonna have parts of my body shown nope. she's going to uh obviously emulate on camera 
um you know the the sensations that she at least wants to present yep. as she's masturbating pretending yep. to masturbate yep and and involved in sex and the camera's always lingering on her yep it's not on him nope it's on her and her facial sort of uh reaction to it and therefore how she's uh, enjoying or not enjoying the, the experience it'll be interesting to see how the audience sees this film because there is a lot more nudity in this than you would imagine i'll um, say this though it didn't feel but, exploitive no but it felt right for the character and her journey that we were you know it'll be interesting because i think megan's a bit a bit more she's 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 older isn't she <laughs> she is <laughs> george is the one to call stuff out usually yeah I don't think she's gonna have a problem with this. No, I, I don't. I really don't. I honestly don't think. I so think. Either. I think this is about not to, uh, sex positivity. Is such a generic term, but I think it's about um, she owns what she's doing. It's a sexual awakening, and then that's her choice. What how she chooses to go about that. Yeah. So, so the, the of course the, the 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 premise being in a sense, yeah, we do a, a, this the sci fi monstery kind of way to explain it. But what would happen if you were born in an adult's body? Is yeah. basically the, and so you're well, learning. Kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. So you're learning about yeah, you're learning about language and all that sort of stuff. But you're also learning about um, your sexualization, no, sexualization. But then also society's not cool with things being sex. Yeah. We want you to be sexualized, but only in these certain circumstances and not in others. And going, wait a moment. There are rules behind all this stuff. Do you know what I loved about her character? Um, that she didn't lose at the very end. She kept it. You yeah. know how children, um, you say, oh, don't tell your parents or don't say this or don't tell that, you know, and they go, we did this. Yeah. You know, we, we had we had sweets before tea or that, something that, like that. That just blunt honesty. That blunt honesty. Yeah. And she kept that all the way through. And yeah. I think that was because I, I, I saw a lot of myself in her in, in that way because I i've always been quite honest if you ask me a direct question i will tell you yeah. you know i don't like to offend anybody or hurt anybody in any feelings but she would go up to people in this film as that character and she would say oh first thing they come to a head of like a childlike way but she kept that throughout and that seems what the men didn't like well i wonder if this idea about the childlike nature with the sexuality is a commentary on the sexualization of women as young as they are yeah and maybe premises but back in the day where men would um partner up with much much younger women true and therefore um enjoy the physical side of their maturation or maybe the mental side hadn't caught up to it yet and i sort of saw that as a metaphor for that wow i haven't thought that jeez oh, i got a whole bunch of stuff like this jesus yeah so <laughs> there's also a scene when so she and uh i forget his character's name but she and mark ruffalo have run off to Lisbon. Yeah. And they have tarts. And he says, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to devour the tart. And she goes, and she wants another one. He goes, no, no, no. You're just supposed to have one. And she says, but I don't want one. I want more. And I wondered if that was a metaphor for monogamy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're only supposed to have one partner. Yes. Because that's what he was basically yeah. saying. And so instead, it? they go ahead and, they, and they've had their afternoon of sex and he's, he's spent. Yeah. I do like the fact. I do like the fact that he christens himself like the greatest lover in the world. He does, yeah. and he says, "And if you, you're not going to be able to to, to sort of beat that." <laughs> 
and I'll tell you what, they don't just say that they had sex three times. Like we get, we, we get, get it. we get to say it. We get the uh, we get the greatest hits montage before before uh, oh, absolutely that happens. Yeah, and then she's ready for more. He's not. She goes out and she doesn't know again because we, we put a child on her. She doesn't know about the rules of monogamy. She doesn't know about the expectations. Know how these feelings could hurt someone else. So she's got all the sexualized, the physical side of it without any knowledge of the emotional ties that society puts on it. But even even at the very very end of it, she still doesn't really learn the emotional side. Do you know what I mean? She's still quite hardened to. She shows empathy, but I don't think she feels. Does that make sense? Uh, it's interesting. Um, her her relationship, and it's a complicated one, is her relationship with the man that I guess we believe she marries in the end? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what's his character's name? He's the doctor's assistant who becomes a doctor in his own right, I think, during the film. I believe so, yeah. Um, just looking for his name. And he was very well acted. I mean, he, we haven't talked about him really yet at all. He was very, he, he was very understanding, not only of um, uh, William Defoe's character, but he's also very understanding of her. He's also a surrogate for us. As he gets introduced to the situation, so do we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is, uh, the actor's name is Remy Youssef. Yep. I've seen him. In who's got a likable presence oh, about him on camera. Very likable. Playing Max McCandles. That's it. Um, and I thought, complicated, because, you know, um, Willem Dafoe, God. That's what you refer to him as. Godwin, sure. God, yeah, yeah, very, very clever. Godwin, yeah. God tells him, I want you to marry her. He goes, yeah, and it's, it's like an arranged marriage. Yeah, but he does have feelings for her. It's not like he's not feeling anything for right. her. But he's like, I think you should marry. At no point is she given, re- you know, he goes, I want it to be of her own free will. She's met like one man in her life. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think there's elements of the old, because if the first instigation is the two of them having the discussion. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, she is, she is young. Yeah. Mentally. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so uh that's complicated they sort of deal with when he comes back and goes hey i didn't consider us betrothed anymore it's all your own she wants to marry him and that was quite nice i think you need her to want to marry and she calls him a sweetheart or says you're you're very sweet or whatever um, because it's practical but then he says something else like oh you're 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 adorable or something she says to him so there is an element of that um but she's someone who wants to go out and experience the world. And experience it seems life, and I understand bef- that. But before she can give me set out to experience the world, they want to, you know, her own father, if we can use that term for God, yeah. wants to marry her off. And the insistence is they live at the house and, and keep her away. Away from society. Away from him. What does she want? She wants to experience. She, want, yeah. she wants to eat. She wants to drink. She Absolutely. wants to travel. Yes. She wants to have sex. Oh. These are things that she wants to do. And the shackles of um, tradition, uh, Barbie might say the word patriarchy 55 times, yeah. um, are designed to keep that away from her. And so she, she says, hey, when I come back, I will marry you. But I'm going to go now. Yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have an adventure. And then I'll come back. And that's what I loved about her. I loved her character was the adventure, the 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 free will to do what she wished to do. And then at some point, it pivots, and Mark Mark Ruffalo's character, who thought he would just lead her on for a bit, and says, "Don't fall in love with me because I'm gonna I'm gonna have an adventure and I'm gonna go." Yeah. And then he falls for her. How? What? This this really gets gets to me, right? You, not you personally, but you. Uh, people, <laughs> people generally fall for uh, the person they are 
when they're single and you look at them you go oh yeah they're great they're free-spirited they're all these things they're amazing they're adventurous They're, they're everything they want to be you finally get with that person and then why does that person then try and go nope stay in you're not going out you're not having any adventure you're not being free-spirited a big theme of it seemed Why? to be this concept of possession yeah but people are not possessions and ownership it's not yeah but we're not which is i know but this is why i think this film it's really bizarre we did this so soon after the barbie sort of oh, snub, no, yeah. the word snub right <laughs> yeah because this film says exactly the same thing that barbie tried so hard to say and couldn't execute with it no, because they just said the word patriarchy a yeah. thousand times. This showed me something. Yeah. You know, it was layers of, of oh, you call it the patriarchy. It was layers of treasure trying to sort of encapsulate this this woman yeah. at various levels. And they all wanted a piece of her. They all wanted to be part of her. And, and to restrict. And to be with her was to restrict her. Yeah, but the worst thing you can do is try and restrict somebody. Hey, that's that's I think that's the message of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the best example of it, and I thought okay, this is when involved. I knew I was watching something fantastic. Yeah, was the dancing. Oh, when sh- they're in Lisbon, they've started to fight a little bit. Ruffalo. And they did that Emma quite Stone. a bit, didn't they? They fight and then they made love. Yeah, or, well, yeah, and it's that. Sex, yeah, and it's that. It's that that sort of cycle. But they get out there on the. Da- well, she gets out on the dance floor and she's moving independently. She's doing what the music tells her to. And at first, you're like, oh, that's great. He's embarrassed by her, so he keeps trying to dance or bring her back to her. But then in the end, it's actually more like, no, no, no. He just, because dancing by his very nature is generally seen as a coupled thing. Yes, yes. But she's doing it by herself. And so he's like, no, no, you will sort of, and he keeps bringing her back into ballroom poses to, he does some, some contemporary dancing with her. But all these things that sort of help, but it all involves restraining her in some capacity. Mm. When actually it's her freedom and she gets invited up by people, hey, come dancing with us because yeah. that independence is celebrated. And then instantly, of course, he stops. But the, it's about a three minute sequence. And I think it's just fantastic. He didn't like sharing her with anybody, whether no. it be uh, another female, um, uh, work, people working on a ship or anything. He didn't like Possessive, sharing. didn't want to have any friends? No, none whatsoever. No. No. And yeah, she wanted to meet people, do yeah. things. And that's what you would do. If you had that childlike brain, you would, as you're learning. Well, everything's you, new. You, you, every, yeah, it's well, great. Why would you put a cap on the newness? Exactly. So then he puts her on the boat, and then, of course, that doesn't go well. Oh, should we explain why she's the way she is? Oh, well, I, I think if you're, well, if you listen to this part, you probably know. So, yeah. It, well, it's the fact that... But if for some reason you decide, I'm going to skip the movie, just tell me what it's about. Um, the movie opens... With a shot of Emma Stone falling in color. In, in color, yeah. Off. Falling face first off a bridge into the water. Yep. Killing herself. Yep. And so we find out pretty early in the movie that um, God. Godwin. Yeah. Godwin. Yeah, William Defoe. Yeah, happens upon her moments after death. Yep. So there's still electric impulses in the brain, but the heart has stopped. Yep. Removes the brain from the mother. Sorry, she's uh, pregnant. She is pregnant, yes. Which they did wait a little bit to a sort little, of tell us this. A long, long while, really. And they go, well, okay, way through the movie. we're going to put the uh, baby's brain. Uh, physiologically, this wouldn't work, but no, suspend your disbelief. It's, yeah, a, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a world where there's like a half pig, half duck, you know, like yeah, these things yeah. happen. <laughs> half different animals. Puts the chicken and a dog. Because he's messing with the natural order of things, yeah, right? Yeah, he is. He's trying to see if he can reanimate different animals together, isn't he? And so they put the uh, the 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 brain of the infant into the mother yeah and the unborn infant the unborn infants i don't know how soon after i don't know how long after this has happened that this occurs no 
you know, that we're introduced, like, how, what's the distance between when she jumps off the bridge when we're introduced to her through uh, Max? Yeah. I don't know when that, that, that distance is. No. But that's kind of what, what, what we're dealing with. So we're basically saying that her, her baby child, who's not been born yet, has been cesareaned, yep. and the brain has been removed yep. from the child, yep. and her brain's been removed and replaced Quite some it. visceral moments in this film, too. Oh, yeah. um, they, don't, they don't show away from that, do they? We get told she acquires 15 new words a day, and her hair grows like some obscene length. Like a centimeter a day, uh, every two days or something. Yeah, something like that. It was significant. It was, yeah. And I was like, man, her hair is long. And I'm it's like, oh, wait, long. right, right, right. Yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. about her hair growing. Um, so there's that. Um, and so she goes through, you know, and then there's the bit where she's too naive and gives away all of... Um, all the money. All of Mark Ruffalo's money. Yeah. To these two... Poor. Because she's so overcome with... Um, in a really weird kind of just C-plot uh, where one of the one of the friends she makes in the boat takes her to see some poor people because she has to live a very privileged life but i didn't that didn't you could have cut that that didn't make no sense i think you had to explain what it was she, she has a drive to make the, her growth of empathy and feeling i think it's the idea is her eyes open to the fact that the world's not because she's been sheltered yeah so fine you want to see the world the world's rough it's not all sunshine and rain and you can't make it a better place yeah make it a better place and then um so that's part of it. And the other part is we need a reason. <laughs> your brain just then went and tried to sing the rest of it in nope, your head. Oh. Don't know. <laughs> oh. Then went, the how do we take, uh, how do we cause the split between these two? What's what's the final moment? And it's it's this, is that she gives away all of Ruffalo's money and now he's broke yeah, because of her it. naivete. Yeah. Now the same naivete, but he was more than happy to exploit, exploit. Yeah. early in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once she starts, it's this idea that once this woman starts thinking for herself, most of these men turn on her. They do. Because they're like, why can't you be the person who is submissive? and Or the person I met. Yeah. And now you're changing. I like that. Yeah, but you, people grow. People, people grow. People change. So, um, it's yeah. Good, it's so good to have your causes the split. And, of course, then we go to Paris, and she sort of takes up. Uh, they use the term whoring. Well, she's broke, isn't she? Because she's she broke. Money away. And she realizes, someone explains to her, you you can have sex, which she's always loved having. She has, yeah. So you can have sex, and they'll pay you for it. And she goes, oh, so I can spend 20 minutes on my back. 35, do- uh, 35 francs. Get 35 francs, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he declares and make the world a, a, a better place for the rest of the day. But I love the honesty. I that, sounds like, that sounds like a good deal because yeah. she doesn't know about shame. She no. doesn't know about the... So she's, you know, she sees Mark Ruffalo, gives him a, an eclair, and goes, I've discovered like this great new thing. <laughs> and we can make money as well. Yeah, we can make money. And he doesn't... And she's, he's like, this is the worst thing you can do. And... Uh, yeah, that's the that's sort of the uh, and so when she comes back to 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 Max at the end of it, she goes, "I have been a whore." Does that bother you? And he says, "He's only jealous of the uh, the, the time the, they spent with you." Yeah, basically, he's like, "I'm jealous they got to sleep with you, and I haven't yet." But <laughs> he says it much more, much more eloquently, much more eloquently. It's yeah. like, "Oh, slugger." <laughs> Third act, a little bit weird. We had because there's this thing that uh, her ex husband. Let me phrase. It's really weird. The uh, mother's the mother's ex husband. So the body's the body's the body, former husband, uh, body of the ex husband, but the father of which something they never really deal with. They didn't. The no. father of the brain. Yeah. So I guess the father of the person we've come to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, arrives just as she's about to marry Max. Yep. And she's like, I want to see what this is like. 
Because she doesn't know. And he and said, again, how can you not know What's me? it like to be someone's wife? I, I don't know. But he thought that was amnesia and stuff. And that, and when you actually discover the, the beginning of it is that her trying to commit suicide, and she does. Yep. Um, is the fact that she's trying to get away from him. Yeah. The guys are but I don't think she unpacks that properly until she gets there. And he's a if there's a badly written character in the piece, it's him. He, he's the worst because he's like, hey, she was in the carriage. I got a gun because I, I think the servants are going to overthrow me, and everything becomes, I will shoot you if you don't do what I ask you to do. And who Which, would work to be for fair, someone like that? If we speak about it not as a badly drawn character, but if we continue this metaphor, yeah, this is the metaphor of the I will hurt you if you try and leave me, partner. Yeah. So Mark Ruffalo wasn't this. No, 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 no. He was just a he was man. he was a big talker, but he was never going to do actual physical harm. No. This guy was, and it goes to its darkest place where yeah. they're going to remove her sexuality. Yes, yes, they're going to, I guess, amputate her clitoris. Yes, yeah, and then a drugger. She comes upon that knowledge, and he goes, "Look," and then he basically blames her defiance on her sexual urges. And do you know what I also like the fact that he points the gun at her, and she'd rather walk towards him. Yeah, and go. Yeah, kill me. Kill me. I'd fine. rather do that than spend the time with you. Yeah. Oh, talk about taking the power away from me. Yeah, it was brilliant. Good. It was good. And uh, this idea about, you know, even says, I mean, he's very, like I said, it's either very poorly written or, which is, it's both. It's poorly written, but it's poorly written because it's such, because uh, it's a metaphor for something else. Yeah, yeah, And the idea about you are, you know, my life's about acquiring territory and you are my, I'm not territory Ooh. or property or <laughs> property and territory you know, like, like, these are woo, ownership woo. Yeah, yeah no way and so we end with them all in the garden and she's drinking her gin and oh because they set us up into because the, the father's dying yeah god's dying yeah and she goes over his He's notes and shows up she's gonna become a doctor she decides yeah and she enjoys she enjoys being around the um uh what they called the do cadavers you, no um the people that to work on them. Oh, mortician type thing. Oh, like, okay. Uh, what Coroner? Coroner. Yeah. So she's there. She's commenting on like if something's good. So she's always had, and even as a kid, she loved with the cadavers and she got to cut the dead ones only the dead ones not the living oh, ones do you, do you remember the beginning oh, the eyes, squishy, the eyes. squishy 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 <laughs> he goes only 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 the, only the dead ones yeah. <laughs> and she goes squishy 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 stabbing them in the eyes so it leads you into thinking they're gonna kind of pull a kind of like a get out or something like that where it's like we're gonna take the dying brain of of godwin godwin and we're gonna place it in the military husband. Yeah, because she shot him, didn't she? She shoots him in the foot, and we either we watch him die, or we do something about it. Yeah. And so we they totally heavy thinking because Godwin's literally the cross cutting, like Godwin's dying. Yeah. But instead, Max and, and he's not a bad person. Max and Bella, who's not a bad person? Uh, Godwin. Godwin. No, no. And she says, he's "I." Just there's there's a great line things. where she says, "I I forgive you of the act, but not of the lies and the imprisonment." Yes, 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 yes. Which really important. Uh, but instead, she comes back, and instead, Max gets on one side, and Bella gets on the other, and Godwin says, it's really quite interesting, this, and he just dies. He does. And we think they're going to pull the switch through, and they don't. They just put the... Now, I don't know what the goat had did, done to deserve having his brain put in this. Was the goat being a, b- a bad boy? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but they foreshadowed the goat, because the goat was there when they were doing it, weren't they? Yep. So that was <laughs> so, so. That was the joke. The joke was, no, you thought we were going to do Godwin. We're not... Which is nice. Which it's, one, it's, one is. Last, it's one last it, punchline. It is, it is. Um, and so, but the last shot is of her with her gin and a nice tight zoom to a close up, big old smile. And she has her hero moment. She does. 
And she's married. She's happy. She's become a doctor. She's kind of got her lesbian lover hanging out with her as well. Yeah, from the from the whole because he says like it's because so when she's asking Max, does it bother you? He says it's your body. It's your <laughs> great line. You're free to do with it what you want. She goes actually, I charge thirty five francs. <laughs> yeah, and he goes seems low. But but they had a bit of but the idea being what her and the her and the other whore girl. Yeah, I don't want to refer to her as the whore girl, but they say. That's it's a term they use. Big in term the, they in use, the, isn't it? But no, her 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 sexual partner. Yeah, so the one I'm the one where it seems there was intimacy and men, and, and they shoot that too. They shoot all that. Oh my word! That's all a that more. It's a brave, brave. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. But they show you the uh, the 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 tenderness uh, after the intimacy yeah. with them, as so, opposed to the men who just kind of get their clothes back on and get told and you have to tell them good job <laughs> you got to tell them for me double on the way out the door because the male ego needs that and the women obviously we don't see what happens immediately after but they they're just there yeah, yeah they don't need there's no egos that need doing it's just but the fact they bring her back to london as they and and, and 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 he had said you know it's your body free to her, so is this an open relationship. This is an open relationship. <laughs> we don't really answer that. <clears throat> no. It was interesting when she's living with the ex-husband for a minute, or the husband, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They yeah. cut to like a nighttime scene, and I'm like, please don't tell me. No. Because they sort of sidestepped that. Because I'm like, if it's been a year, two years, whatever long it's supposed to they have didn't been. They really give you a timeline, did they? They didn't really. He's probably going to want to have some sex. Yeah. And that's his daughter's brain. Ugh. And we're just like, we're not going to mention this for the next 10 minutes of the movie. Dude. Just put that over here. Yeah. So, um, some, some, some sort of, I don't know if it's complicated, but some big ideas within this silly little script. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I say, I was confused at the beginning. I was confused at the middle. And then it all ties itself at the end. And you kind of see things set in place. I love the fact that it started off in color that went to black and white because obviously the color is her diving into the water well I, I, yeah i think it's her um well that's the end of that life and it's yeah. all blue it's uh, so blue yeah. depression right yes and so we get black and white because the world's very simple yes and then as her understanding and of course by the end of the movie she's speaking so eloquently oh, and she's finally eloquently. and she's walking correctly yeah brilliant. uh which takes a long time. I mean, she's walking kind of this sort of like rocking back and forth walk again, for quite some time. But isn't that very mirroring of Frankenstein? Isn't yeah. It? You know, um, when he's... And again, I never thought of this, but he wanted to keep him in, didn't he? He didn't yep. want... The, the outside world would not understand. They it. would fear you. Yes. As opposed to the outside world wants to possess her yes. in this regard. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll tell you what. I preferred Oppenheimer to this. Yep. If this one... You wouldn't be adverse to it. I wouldn't be surprised. I get that there's someone out there who goes, "Okay, Christopher Nolan, you're big bombastic, womp, and your and your and your and your um, uh, non-linear storyline and all that sort of stuff." And you know, if there was some sort of this renegade sort of run that went, "Hey, what about this quirk?" Yeah, I get it. Mm. I get it. It's not where my vote would go. No, my but I'm not, still got time. But I'm not angry. No, I wouldn't be angry. Well, I'd be angry if Barbie took it. If Barbie, because Barbie's still up for it, yeah, Barbie can win I'd Best be Picture. Angry if, if Barbie, Barbie wins, it. I'm going to go. Come on, what? That'd be a, that'd be a travel. Barbie's a movie. This is cinema. It is. Yeah, it is. Oh, I appreciate the movement of it. I appreciate you know how big. I like the fact that it wasn't a Marvel movie. I like the fact it wasn't. I like the instigated conversations. I'm cool with yeah, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But 
And there's things I really liked about Barbie. But, but it's not. It's but not. It's, it's not like, Oppenheimer. It's not this. It's not, it's not. No. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a Best Picture nominee in my eyes. Nor mine. But I think it, well, now it's a down year for cinema. Less movies released. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it stopped. Hey, let's throw it. Let's throw it a nomination. Yeah. It's ten films. Yeah. Let's throw it a it's nomination. It's the only nomination, though, isn't it? Well, Greta Gerwig doesn't get director. No, exactly. Yeah. So there's a few. It gets nominated for uh, Gosling, of course. Yeah. And then it gets some, it's like costume design, uh, art direction, things like that. I don't think Gosling deserves it either. Well, no, because I think Gosling's a distant third behind the two guys we yeah, talked about already. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's going to win Best Song. Do you? Yeah, Billie Eilish is, uh, it's got two oh, songs. Oh, yes, yes, Not yes, the yes. I'm Just Ken, yeah. the Billie Eilish one, which is yeah. the one when I think when they're, they're having like the uh, the dance party at Barbie's house and the yeah. opening number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to win Best Song. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Greta Gerwig didn't get nominated. People were like, oh, it's misogynist. No, no, there's, 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 there's a woman nominated. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, that, it's not Barbie or bust. This is my, this is my new catchphrase. New. Yeah. Stop with the Barbie or bust stuff. I mean, look at Catherine Bigelow. She won an Oscar for Hurt Locker. Yeah, other right. women, other women make other films too. They do. Barbie wasn't the only. It is the female movie. Nope, there's there's <laughs> others. <laughs> yeah, this is a female movie. It totally is. Even though there's only one really central female, female central character. Female character. It's such a female movie. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's about look at me. You want a story? It's one woman's story. Look at all these men who try in some capacity to control, imprison, own under the guise of protection. Yeah, yeah. all these things, and they can't, and they can't, and she because it's not. Yeah, it, it, it's a wonderful message. And the one guy that wins in the end, which is Max, is the guy that lets her be the guy who learns. Yeah, because he didn't want to let her go at first. He was like, "I'm going to punch this guy in the face." <laughs> And she's, Ma- and she's getting a little hot about it. She's like, "Oh, I like this side of you." <laughs> I liked, I liked the Mark Ruffalo character <laughs> when he, any guy that looked at, <laughs> he just jumped on him and started beating him up. Well, I think it's that thing. I think we've all uh, been there, maybe to some degree, when you kind of know the relationship's tipping. It's not going well. Yeah, it's tipping, and then all of a sudden, it's who's that guy? Yeah, who's that guy? And and whether that's an alarm bell that goes off in your head, or you're this guy and you just make an ass of yourself over every situation. I'd never be that guy that just go and thump somebody oh, for looking. Never. Do you know what I mean? Never. You know, it's just a stupid. Never. And again, that's the, ownership and possession, isn't it? And she's asked, "Why do you keep? Why do you stay with them?" Yeah. That, that old lady on the boat. I really liked her character. I liked her character. And she goes, "Why stay with them?" She says, "I always think it'll get better." And there's a message there. There is a message there. Oh, about why we stay in relationships. Mm. It's uh, if you're not happy, don't. I was stay. actually talking about this in a at work today about about uh, a previous relationship that I. Uh, the, the the big relationship, I guess, of my life. Yeah, you want to yeah, talk yeah. it that way? The one where you actually like invite people and go. Our love will last for marriages are such a strange thing. <laughs> Come watch as we brag about how great our love is. There's a forty percent chance this is going to be end in divorce. Um, <laughs> and, I truly believed in it though. Yes, yeah, as, as did I. And so, but it was the idea about when do you know it's over and how would you have felt and what did you want to hear and yada yada. And I was like, the truth. That's because my, my my friend was going. Truth yeah, hurts, but I, yeah, you get over it quicker. I I, I I could have dealt with the truth. Yeah, don't. don't it would have sucked. But the instead, just breaking my brain on the way out and going. Yeah, and my friend going. Yeah, you, you tried to fix a problem that wasn't there for two years. I'm no. like, yeah, 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 you're not wrong. Yeah. So such is. Um, but you grow and you learn from it. You grow and you learn from it. You do. And so we saw toxic and, and her inability to let go of the relationship as well. True. But it's weird because her childlike language. 
of her dialogue yeah. gave such clarity to the and we're like yeah i've been there i know exactly what you're doing yeah yeah she's like you know now every time i see you i want to i want to punch you rather than what i wanted to do before and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah like spoken very plainly like a child yeah. would but no you've you've, you've absolutely nailed this i it's also a, loved her postcards back to um godwin yeah i thought that was quite scrawl and the drawings other. and then he did the same back for her because i don't think he knows really how far she's progressed no so instead it's this it's this image of him being sick yeah and she comes she comes right back she does yeah it was nice it was, it was a nice ending it was a nice ending yeah you know? yeah they throw yeah. a little curveball where you think you know <gasps> and she's and she's given the surgery yeah. it's hers yeah so she's it went from that place went from being a prison to her home in the end. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Which is a nice manifestation in the end, going, un, under her terms. Going about back to um, the CGI and stuff, I quite like. I didn't like, but it was clever how they used the practical effects for the dead bodies. Yep, you know, and even even the opening the tumor that uh, Godwin has got. You know, we both turned yep. away, and both was like, <laughs> but that was quite um, visceral in the way they they used that. I thought the title cards were, were really well done, too. They were very artistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether they say Lisbon or uh, London or whatever yeah. it was. It was simple. Simple. And kind of confusing. It yeah. It wasn't like... They were like little artistic moments that yeah. aren't really canon. It's not really part of the story, no. but it is like her doing things in her weird, quirky way. I mean, the credits, they were really interesting. Well, the credits, again, you had to really concentrate and read. If you actually read the credits all the way around the square, they were the same on the top as they were on the sides yeah. and the bottom. But, like, unlike a tradition, like, some movies generally just go, here's your white text, scroll on a black screen. Yeah, yeah. And some do, here's some stylized bits for the big people, yeah. and the rest will be white white text, scroll on the black screen. Yeah. This one did 100%. Everyone's getting this, like, artistic yeah. uh, version of it. Here's a snapshot we've taken that and, and, kind of roughly fits the motif of the film. And also the, what would you call it, foley, maybe, of the bits at the end with the noises of different things over it was like it was like recording everyday life oh really okay i, I um, pick up on that like there was like a few steps that you heard in okay. bits and other bits while the credits were rolling it was i felt i just said to you i was just the people in the theater being loudly no no no, okay. no no and i thought i thought is is, is this part is there going to be uh, an end credit is there going <laughs> to be what what's getting you in no this is not marvel yeah, that i said showing up here <laughs> fine that, i'll that get them myself to believe there was more to come and it wasn't just us, because th- there was other people I think that su- watched. Yeah, we stayed for the whole thing. Stayed th- for the whole thing. I think it's such a thing we've been trained now, that the end is not the end. It's yeah. never the end. It's going to come back with a last joke. I'm glad they didn't. It would have It would have taken something away. It would have taken something yeah. away, you're right. Yeah, because yeah, we're not setting up for, we're not pleased, though. We're not setting up for, for poor things, too. No. A poor thing. They need to it. leave this now they completely. Will. They will. They didn't come back for <laughs> the most favorite. They didn't do that, you know what I mean? Like, you know. No. Because you want to know why? Because this isn't a movie. This is cinema. Yes. We didn't do La La Land, too. That's true. Now, you know, you leave. You leave. You're you leave smart. You leave it alone. Yeah. But don't need Maverick 3. No, we don't not need Maverick Ma- 3. Not that Maverick was cinema, but Maverick might have been, Maverick might be, it still might be the best as far as a box office movie I've seen since the pandemic. But what a hell of a comeback. Yeah. I mean, when you think of all those other sequels that has never worked. So leave it. Yeah, I'm and then te- come t- back, and that makes sense. I'm terrified Joker 2 is going to break Joker 1. Really? Because I teach Joker 1. Oh, okay. Yeah. But don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. See, I struggled with that. Because I'm teaching it for the first time this year, and yeah. I've got it figured out, and I've got like... So I think the reason why we do really well is I kind of watch and I always go in terrified. 
I always go and go and oh, what if I don't come up with that, that really clever idea this this this, this time? Yeah, because generally it's all I do. I say, look, here's the one clever idea about this movie. Yeah, make your essay steer it. Just get to this point. Yeah, use the question to get to this essay. Yeah, and I always sit there and I go because I've had the same movies now for four or five years. Yeah, got them down pat. And this show they went, no, you can't do No Country anymore. Can't do Boyhood anymore. I was like, damn it. <laughs> So I was going to do La La Land. I was all in for La La Land. The kid's like, we don't want to do La La Land. And why someone told them Joker was an option, why my colleague did that. (laughs) Her name's Karen. I'm like, Karen, (laughs) why do you have to tell them? If they don't know, we just say, Zambord says we got to do La La Land. They won't know until the mock exam at the end of the year. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. (laughs) But nope. So uh, yeah, so then I ended up doing Joker. And I'm like, okay, I've got my idea. I know my big clever idea is. I've stumbled upon it. Okay, but some of it goes away because I'm going. Hey, can you trust anything in Joker? You, you because because of what happens. Yes, can you trust it? In Joker two, they could change. They they they, they could retcon that. Yeah, completely. they could say something in Joker two. They could strip that away. So I will have to go. Hey, another layer is. Hey, what happens if you see the if you see the the sequel before you see the original movie, or yeah. what happens if yeah? It so, takes that nuance away. Doesn't oh, it? It's another level, and I'm just like, don't ruin it. Yeah, but yeah. I think I'm going to like the second one more because now he is the Joker. Or at least whatever version of the Joker or, we're going to get. Yeah. But he's, he's adopted this character This character as a more permanent thing. He, Arthur somebody, wasn't he? Arthur Fleck. Fleck, that's it. Yeah. So, but we're here to talk about, we're here to finish, really. We're wrapping up. We are. On Poor Things. Uh, I will be cheering for Poor Things at the Oscars. It's in not a poor movie. Many, car- many things. Uh, I'm re- Obviously, Oppenheimer didn't have a Best Actress nominations no. so emma stone i'm all in for emma stone I'm to win all this. In for emma stone definitely yeah i don't know if she's won one before i don't know if she won for la la land or not i think she no she did she did one for la la land did she? yeah because that was what happened with moonlight her uh, envelope that says she won best actress uh, was brought back on stage oh okay and warren Beatty screwed that up well screw that. <laughs> i'm still of a believer that it's that it it was it was a made for tv moment oh okay and Beatty was like i can sell this I can sell anything. That's my theory. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was him and Faye Dunaway. She was, oh, it was rough. It's Bonnie and Clyde. <sighs> they stole the it's show. It's so hard. Was she, was she, was she Bonnie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. It's so hard to see these people. Aging's hard. It is. And you see these people who are who are mountains. Like We talked about George Went on uh, the pod last week. And uh, look at them. But I'll tell you what, I went back and listened to... Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Prime Time, uh, the, the Bob McCown podcast. Yeah, yeah. I say there's three podcasts that really kind of influenced this one. Yeah. Whether it's the persona that I have on the microphone or whatever it is, and Bob McCown's one of them. And um, oh, he had a stroke. Oh. About, I don't know, might have been as much as a year ago, could have been a little six months. Yeah. And so I was out of pods. For once, I had all caught up on the BFE. Fantasy football's over. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't have anything to listen to. Bob McCown podcast. And the post-wrestling had been a while since anything noteworthy had happened. I didn't want to listen to some random show rundown. I'm like, I'll listen to this. And I'm like, I wonder if he's back yet. And flip, yeah. Oh. But he sounds like a guy's recovering from a stroke. And I'm like, oh, oh it's hard. Yeah. Get better soon, dude. Get better soon, Bob. Bobcat. Yeah. I got the interview Bobcat once. Did you on on, on his is a video? Maybe I put it up on the Patreon. There's a there's a there's a video link of me interviewing Bob McCown for That's five minutes. Brilliant! Because he he was a big uh, radio guy on uh, the Fan Five Ninety in in Toronto, all sports radio. He was like their yeah. drive home show guy from four to six, yeah, four to six, four to seven, something like that, four to seven, and um, uh, and then eventually they gave him the boot because he was getting old. Because that's what happens, you yeah. know. 
that's a young demographic. And I was like, yeah. oh, when, when Bob McCann leaves the airwaves. He was also probably one of the highest paid employees of the radio station, too. Oh, yeah. So he came back with this, this video podcast idea. And I was like, all right. And it was like, it's called, hey, have you got five minutes? It's probably actually where I got, can we talk about this for two minutes? It's probably a, a, a close. It's even the same music. <laughs> because he got it, he got it from the same place I got it, the the, the free music bin at, at, at YouTube. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, and I got to go on, and I got to, yeah, he's like, you just pitch the idea, and if we like it, we'll get a hold of you. And it was during the, it was during the pandemic. That's cool. And yeah, I got to talk to Bob, Bob McCallum back in the day for about, you know, it's about five minutes. In my episodes, might be the longest one he ever did. Because <laughs> I kept asking questions. I, I think he really appreciated the fact that I wasn't like, Hey, Bob, do you like the Jays? Uh, I actually had, like, I guess some merit to make. I don't even remember what I talked about. Yeah, but we've always, as podcasters, we've always, if we have special guests on, we will have more than enough questions to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, were, I, we're, I, always, I, we're always prepared. I, I had more to go. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, where's the conversation going? I got, I got more. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so uh, so I guess it's just a message. Wow. I didn't think I this it's just a message about, shoot, A, appreciate the people who are in your life. Absolutely. Tell them you love them. And just don't take it for granted. Don't take any of it for granted. We're really lucky to have each other. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Love you, dude. <laughs> All right. And now we're joined live from, well, the middle of the United States, but it looks like from a car park of some sort, a parking lot, a multi-story parking facility. Nonetheless, we're joined by, I think for the first time ever, I think we're joined by Nate, the great. Am I, am I wrong on that? Mr. The great. You are very right. This is the first time. Wow. Well, thanks, first off, for uh, thanks for making some time. Thanks for your support. Thanks for, more importantly, thanks for coming and hanging out and talking to me a little bit today about poor things. Now, we've just done a little bit of the pleasantries before I turned the mics on and did all that stuff. Just check it. I'm recording. Yes, I am. Um, but we, I, we, we've yet to actually talk poor things at all. Not even a cursory, hey, I liked it. Hey, I didn't like it. So with that in mind, Nate the Great, what would you think? Uh, I liked it. It was a little weird. I mean, I like weird, and it kind of bonked you over the head quite a bit, kind of like Barbie with the message, but I did like it. Characters it, were a little extravagant, but yeah, overall, I liked it a lot. It's very interesting you brought up Barbie, uh, because Liam and I talked a great deal about Barbie when we were talking about it, and it's interesting. He said bonked you over the head. I felt Barbie went literally saying it's the patriarchy it's the patriarchy it's the patriarchy i didn't feel that this told me it was the patriarchy it just showed me it was the patriarchy a whole lot so that old yeah, show don't lot, like yeah but that whole show don't tell concept so yeah it was one running message but it wasn't done as ham-fisted or as clumsily as i felt barbie barbie was and it's really weird on a week where the oscars are out and everybody's going barbie or bust if Barbie didn't get nominated, that means the Oscars are misogynist and all all that sort of concept. I'm like, you need to see poor. I'm telling everybody, you need to see poor things before you start saying the Oscars yeah. are misogynistic. You need to go see poor things because poor things, for it to be championed as it is, it's a very clear. I mean, that's like that's a strong feminist message. I think much more strong feminist message in poor things than even in Barbie. And for it to be getting nominated for all the love it is, I think that says something. I'd say they're kind of equal on the message. One was show and tell. One was a very show for about 20 minutes too much. But that was just me. And for the Oscars, I mean, doesn't really matter. I mean, I wouldn't say they're misogynist. They should have included them. They obviously don't need a win. I don't even know if they would win. But 
I mean, Barbie's up for best picture. See what happens. America Ferrera's up for best actress, the best supporting actress. Ryan Gosling's up for best supporting actor. It's weird. Everybody who goes, oh, oh, Margot Robbie should have been nominated. Ryan Gosling, this is the problem. Like, no, America Ferrera did get nominated. Like, there was a woman in that movie who got nominated. Let's not forget that. And five women from other pictures, including Emma Stone in Poor Things, who got nominated for, for so. who got nominated for best actress, and rightfully so. Um, the word that Liam and I kept using was, "It's a very brave performance from from Emma yeah. Stone." Um. Yeah, uh, lots that that could have easily been shied away from. Uh, but I, uh, Liam and I said, and we sat down and we asked ourselves the question: Was this gratuitous? Was this exploitive? And we said no to both those statements. Even though there's so much nudity and so much sexual content, we felt that it was actually at the heart of the story they were trying to tell to include that, and to not do so. I guess you could have told the movie without it, but I didn't feel as exploitive to tell the movie with it. I feel that it actually, that it did enhance the film. Because if your issue is that she's being shown too much or she's enjoying her sex too much, that actually gets in the way of what this sort of overall, that just makes you another man in the movie who was trying to say the same thing to her throughout. Yeah, I think the nudity, honestly, with this kind of tells a message. The one message where you're trying to say how Women can do what they want with their body. They can do whatever they want. Things are, they can do what they want kind of thing. And it helped. Meanwhile, like, the movie I talked about, the rest of these, uh, with Carrie, where you didn't need to show anything. Here, showing it actually, I think, helped and enhanced it. I think they did a little too much towards the end, but that's just me. I mean, I still think it was, they did it right, but they did it maybe like five minutes too much. Okay. It's funny you talk about the resties. I mean, as we're recording this, man, I'm just getting the boots put to me in the in the, in the Patreon group chat. People are just laying the boots going, how dare you hate my favorite movie? And I'm just kind of uh, enjoying it. I'm reveling in it, if you will. You have to. You have to. And that's the, that's the joy about film is that film, you feel a certain way. And it's so strange because we could both watch the same film, get drastically different readings. And then are emotionally affected if you come after a thing I love. And I think Liam's usually the best embodiment of that. If if you come after a film he loves, oh, it ruins his day. It so ruins his day. Thank God he wasn't with us for the fifth element. That's all I got to say about that. Um, but what, oh, about yeah, the, that was good one. what about the boys? What about the boys in this, in this film? We had, uh, I mean, you can really talk about whichever one you want, but we had Mark Ruffalo. We had Willem Dafoe. And I'm looking for that third main actor's uh, Remy Youssef, I think it is. Am I right? Last name. I think it's Remy Youssef. I believe so, yeah. Let me just check that. Uh, yeah, Remy Youssef. Um, all three I thought were really, really good. Oh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe really went for it, and they sold the parts really well, too. Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Ruffalo's getting all the Oscar love, and I, and I, have, no, uh, I have no criticism with that. I do kind of sitting there going, man, people might be sleeping on Willem Dafoe. I think Willem Dafoe is really good in this. I, yeah, I think he did a little better than Mark Ruffalo just because he had the prosthetics on. He had a little more to sell on how much power he kind of has as God, quote unquote, and he has a bigger pivotal role in the movie. Yeah, I think he's got more of an arc. I think he sees the error of his ways. I think he sort of meditates on that. Even the bit where he tries with the second iteration of Bella, which doesn't work, and it's like it's not just as simple as that. You can't just okay, women aren't interchangeable. You can't just replace one with another as much as you might try. Um, 
And so I think there's something in there. Whereas, I mean, Ruffalo is a bit of a cartoon character. He's great at it, but he's definitely a cartoon character. He's very quirky and all over the place, and he doesn't have much of an art kind like Willem Dafoe did, which is where it's like, should he really be nominated? Yeah. And it was entertaining to watch, but I don't know if it was really worthy, but that's... I mean, or, or, or even Remy Youssef, who's got a bit of an arc himself. Um, He's where, a bigger arc, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where he kind of... Uh, I think, because large parts of it, he's our surrogate. I mean, he gets introduced to it at the same time we do, so... I think the way we view it and the way he views it are simult- are, are, are in sync for a bit uh, until it gets you know until he wants to marry her. Then I'm like, bit like, oh, that's a bit. Uh, but it's it's part of the message that we're that we're uh, giving out. But the bit where the the father figure and, and this guy both agree to to, to marry her off to him, uh, it's a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit weird. Uh, there's definitely a whole lot of metaphor going on in this whole film. Just just a ton of metaphor going on. Just a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was to say, yeah, how his character just wants to—he's he, almost dragged into the situation. You know, he's fascinated with God, and then he just agrees to marry her. You know, he's not really in love with her and doesn't really know her, but that's part of his arc where he has to learn to know people and adapt and grow to like someone. And it's important when she comes back that she instigates the conversation with him. If he had instigated the conversation with her about their marriage, that would have been difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of difficult, um, the third act, when she goes to her, uh, let me see if I get this right, her mother's husband's house and sort of pantomimes as being her mother for the sake of that. I mean, that's the extreme one. I, mean, I guess you need an example of the man who will, because it's various type of, of, of controlling men presented in this narrative. And this one is the man who will hurt you if you try to leave him and will um, blames everything, the reason why she doesn't love him anymore on her sexual desire and then goes to go so far as to uh, remove her sexuality in order for that to happen. And it's interesting, he even goes, I will celebrate the removal of your sexuality by impregnating you and, and by separating uh, sex for him. He's allowed to have both elements, but sex for her is only for procreation. So I've just given the reasons why I think the role, I get what they're doing. Oh, it just felt like it was tacked on a bit at the end, though. Yep, yep, I very much agree. I thought, like, I liked the last part, but I definitely thought the last 10, 15 minutes is a little much and unnecessary. Were you, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Again, with the metaphor, how they're kind of bonking overhead with it, where you kind of get it by now, and you just kind of take away her sexuality, but he can do whatever he wants, so it's a bit of a hypocritical moment but it it's kind of it's not necessary but again it just tack tacks it on a little bit too much uh were you like liam and myself where we both thought they were going to do the get out ending where they're going to put the brain of god into the abusive ex-husband were you thinking that or did you not not go there uh i didn't quite think that i thought they were just going to kill him but then they brought him as a pet so yeah, because they had them laid down and they had the little figures out. I went, oh, they're going to they're gonna do it again. And then didn't realize, no, no, we're just going to have the goat. <laughs> That's all it's going to yeah. be. A little funny bit, but yeah, I could have seen that happening too. What about the general aesthetic of the film? Um, the director whose name escapes me. It's, uh, it's a gentleman with a, a Greek last name, I believe. I'm just looking this up really quickly here. 
we it's often very artsy aesthetic. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is cinema, isn't it? Like we often talk about pizza on the pod, and like I like pizza, like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff. Like I like pizza. Please don't get me wrong on that, but um saying that sometimes i want more more than pizza or something different from pizza and this is definitely different from pizza it's directed by yorgos lanthimos who's up for best director what did you make of his aesthetic uh both of the you know just the film where it's kind of feels like it's the turn of the 20th century but clearly it's a fictionalized steampunky kind of version of it what did you make a of that and then b there were some i, mean, I don't know if, if you picked up on it or, or or if it meant anything uh but we also thought the cinematography was really really um at times um non-conventional and so kind of any thoughts regarding any of that no uh, the it was kind of like the set design set design where it looked like it could have been like way back in the 20s but it also looked like the same time where it was very much just a green screen and just sets so it didn't really immerse me in the world but it was still very pretty to look at and it looked good and the cinematography was all over the place i thought to where some shots were just beautiful others where you could tell it just wasn't very good at all yeah definitely a uh a, a, a disconnect every time we felt settled in the world they had built all of a sudden we go hold on there's a flying airship i don't know what to do with this and i think that was interesting because i think as bella discovers the world we kind of discover the world um just in, I, I guess in closing i guess something i want to ask about is one of my favorite scenes at least for me was the dance sequence i loved this scene where she's trying to dance when they're in lisbon and uh, Mark Ruffalo insists on coming and trying to dance with her or recapture her into a dance, which, again, another metaphor of coupledom versus independence and individual expression. Uh, that was my favorite scene. Did you have a favorite scene or moment from the film? Uh, you know, I don't know about favorite scene. I mean, I liked a lot of them. Uh, you know, now that I think about it, I think the beginning when they're discovering like who she is and she's kind of clumsily walking around the house i like that a little bit for discovering who she is so i think that was a good little bit they did and then the end when they are just all the very 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 end when they're all sitting there enjoying their new life without god and he's now their pet it was kind of a funny little bit full circle yes she wins it's it's her it's her lab now she gets to be the one in charge of god knows what creations are being made yeah. Well, uh, last thing, I mean, Liam and I have both given our verdict. I mean, this is going to appear after the break or after the jump, but, uh, you know, let's go ahead and give you a verdict chance here. Uh, Nate the Great, would you call this a see it or would you call this a skip it? I'd call it, a, uh, call it a see it for sure. I don't know about more than once, but it's definitely a see it. Oh, it's interesting because I'd, I'd really love to give us a second watch. Now I want to know what the plot is and just really laser in on some stuff. But that's the film teacher nerd guy in me. Um, it's uh, did you ever see the favorite out of curiosity no okay because liam and i did it was weird because we made a lot of comments when we recorded on this that it felt all like the favorite and then on my facebook memories it popped up that had been a couple days after we recorded maybe on friday it popped up saying it's been five years since you saw the favorite i'm like that's really bizarre (laughs) so i messaged liam what five years ago we watched this and that was another emma stone movie another really interesting piece a piece that was again cinema not just a movie and so we kept comparing those two and then to come through with this uh that was okay for us have you seen oppenheimer 
course I have. Okay. Have you seen, you've seen Barbie? Yep. Okay. Have you seen, okay, one last one, because we, we Liam and I haven't seen it, but I'll ask you. Have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? Yes. Oh, okay, great. Could you rank them for me from one to four? One being best, four being worst. We're doing our, we're trying to get ready for the Oscars. Liam and I, and maybe Megs are going to watch Killers of the Flower Moon this coming week, but we're kind of getting a, t- a tally running. Where would you put these four films? Uh, you're probably going to hate this answer, but I'd put Barbie, then Poor Things, then Killers of Flower Moon, then Oppenheimer. So Barbie was one. Yep. Well, you know what? And I, it goes back to that statement I made at the start. Film's a wonderful medium. The fact that we look at it and we can have such, we have different readings on different elements, and that's that's okay. That's okay. And you see, I I wouldn't even say Barbie or Poor Things are better than the other two. It's just the fact that the bottom two Killers and uh, Oppenheimer are like thirty minutes to an hour too long for me personally. I mean, I do maybe sometimes have a short attention span. But they're just a smidgen too long with a few scenes that were maybe unnecessary. No, runtime. I I definitely hear you on that, and I'm preparing myself for a three plus hour runtime for uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, do you mind if I ask how old you are? Uh, twenty six, coming up on twenty seven. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there's a thing with the younger generation kind of going look we're taking run times back they're bloated because liam was asking me in the cinema he goes why are run times so much longer now and i said i can answer that question for you it's really really easy we used to shoot on film film costs yep. money film costs money first when you shoot it and then when you make it and you ship it out to cinemas you got to make physical reels and that costs money to make it and it costs a lot of money to ship it now, now that you don't have digital, so now you don't film anymore, everything's digital, you don't have any of these costs. Memory is, and bandwidth are so much cheaper than film and shipping costs. As a result, hey, tell as long a movie as you want. The consumer, hey, you're getting more minutes for your movie. How can you not like that? And as a result, we have these bloated run times. So, you know, uh, it's not the Irishman at four plus hours. But you know, I've seen the, I've seen Casino, a Never Scorsese film, once in my life, and only once. Why once? Because it's a three and a half hour movie, and you know, I don't yeah, have, it's a long one. I don't have time to watch a three and a half hour movie really more than once in my life. I don't think so. So, Killers of the Flower Moon, I'm having to psych myself up. Going, if we start at five thirty, we can finish by nine. We can record, and maybe we can be done the recording by ten thirty. Okay, that's a tight that's a tight window after work. Can I make it happen? And that's the thought I have to go through when we're doing something like this. So, uh, yeah, and that's even with the benefit of being able to watch it in my own my own home, Apple TV, all that stuff. And I'm still going. Is it worth the runtime? Yeah, you really have to plan out these things. And I think with the runtime, you really it's more on the directors and who's doing it, not necessarily obviously the material, because Nolan and Scorsese and all these guys will do three hour movies. When it's if you just cut it back to like two twenty, it'd be a lot more to stomach, or a lot easier. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't hard to stomach, and that was having you join me for a little bit to talk about poor things. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a see it for myself, to see it from Liam, and it's a see it from Nate the Great. With that in mind, and especially with all the Barbie commentary, I say go out and see it and make that comparison for yourself. What do you think? I went to work. I work in a department full of women and said, y'all need to go watch poor things. All the noise we all made, myself included, about Barbie, we need to make it about poor things. It's an important film. Go see the film. And so, but it's a, but it's an 18. Go, don't, don't do what Barbie did. Don't go take your, your, your like nine year old to go see poor things. Definitely don't do that. But go see no, poor no. things. Go see poor things. And I think that's something important to say.
So with that, I'm going to throw it back to the original uh, interview and we'll catch you on the flippity flap. And so it is fitting that we, I was sitting here going, how fitting is this? Because the favorite kind of launched the pod. Yeah. And now we're here, you know, almost four years later. That's not probably four, about four years since we watched the favorite. Yeah. It's about four years later. Pods on 400 plus pieces. Oscar, Oscar yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. probably why I went and saw it. Yeah. 400 plus pieces of content over 200 episodes of full reviews. Yeah. Haven't missed a week in four years. That's nuts. And you know, Patreon's doing well. Like we're having meetings talking about what's our next thing. What are we going to yeah. do with it? And, um, you know, that's it, to, to think about that, that journey to, you know, and so it it's, wouldn't it's, happen. It's one hell of a journey, isn't it? And it all stems from the favorite. Yeah, it all stems from the favorite, and it wouldn't have happened without without you because it was me and you. That was the original. That was the original it selling was. point, right? Yeah, and I was so nervous pandemic. going. Yeah, I don't want to do podcasts with me. Um, <laughs> you know, all, all sort of nerdy. You were like, shocked when I was like, "Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah." I'm stunned that no one's been like, "No." It was the <laughs> way. It's the way you said it. Um, if you had said to me, "There's all these technical issues and everything else," that probably shied me away from it. Yeah, but the fact you said it's basically doing what we're doing with microphones. With microphones, I was recording it. And it took me a while to, I was always worried about what I was going to say on air and will I come across as being stupid and all these other worries you have. And um, where now I just, I have that conversation. I look at you when I'm talking. I I don't. Even when the others are here, I look at you more than most people. Yeah. Which I appreciate because I I get that (laughs) feedback. No, no, no. Because that's good though. It's conversation. And so it's what it's based off of was that dynamic. Yeah, Yeah. And we've had pieces to it. And I think the world of Megan and Georgia and Ethan and Ellie. And Ellie. Back in the day. Yeah. Um, but uh, it gave it, us a dynamic, and it still gives us gives us a dynamic. And, and I appreciate that dynamic, especially we're sitting here talking about the role of women, and um, I think you know, very curious to hear what George's thoughts would be or Megan's thoughts would be or da 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 da. And would we have had that segment if we that had it been just us? Would we have come up with the role of women? I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it developed things have developed because of because the, we heard you know we heard that female voice or those female voices in Ellie yeah. and Georgia originally, and gone. Yeah, let's, let's unpack this a bit. Like, you know, yeah. it was, otherwise, it, actually, that's a layer that we don't, because otherwise we're just two guys doing another, hey, here's a bunch of movies that, the we're not the most stereotypical of guys necessarily, but here's two guys talking about bro movies. Yeah. You don't want to be necessarily that, you know, but no, nah, it gave us breadth. It gave us uh, alternate ways of looking at things. It gave, it made us question things. You know, it maybe wouldn't have happened. And yeah, I think yeah. it's, I, th- I think it's a strength of what we do. Yeah. So yeah. I like, I like the fact that um, Georgia sees the world different to I do. I like the fact Sometimes that, not in the moment. No, not in the moment. But sometimes <laughs> but, yeah, but George it, and I are like... Mm. Yeah, we all, we, 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 we all do. We've all had it. Megan's, Megan's just really chill. Yeah, she is. And Ethan, bless him, I think he's gotten testy once <laughs> in four years. Come on, Ethan, get a bit more testy. Oh, jeez. No, stay, stay in your lane, young man. <laughs> stay in your territory. You stay, you stay locked in that house. Um, and so, no, but it wouldn't happen about you, and it definitely would happen with the people who live in the microphone or listen to stuff like this. So I, I appreciate that much. because I, I, I worry about my position on the pod. I, well, I oh, really? Myself, I never what, do. I always think, what do I bring, really? No, you know? no, no. And I say to you numerous times, you know, you always guys sound better when I'm not on there. Uh, no. But do you know what I mean? But thank you. No, I, you I bring, you're, my, you're, my, you're my counterpoint on this. Okay, cool. I think, I think I, honestly, if I was to unpack this, I do still think at its heart, the pod is still largely the Ian Liam dichotomy. Oh, okay. And going, you know, regular guy watching a movie. Yeah. Film snob. 
<laughs> that conflict, I think, drives the pod. And then we add layers. We add the gender layer to it. We add the age layer to it. Oh, absolutely. Because then you and I are on the same page. And then we have George and Ethan. Yeah, yeah. And Megs is off doing her special thing. <laughs> but sometimes it's, it's, it's gender and sometimes it's philosophy. Yeah. Uh, An ideology. Um, and so these things can be so drastic. But conflict, as much as you hate it, conflict is what draw, drives a narrative. And that's yeah. a narrative of a movie or a narrative of a conversation, which is why I love it when Hermes brings something, we end up disagreeing Absolutely, about things. Because yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. So, and, and, and the good thing about our podcast, I think, um, is the, the seasoning, like you said earlier on, on other things. Um, we, we, we're a, a mixture of a lot of things. And I like that. Yeah. When I listen to it, I'm laughing along with you guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm not on it, I mean, you know, and I'm listening and I'm going, that part of me is like, oh, they're better without me. Uh, and then the other part of me is like, I'm talking to you whilst listening to it. Every now and then it's, it, it, we, we, it's kind of weird because of the five different people. It's kind of like every now and then the other ones get freshened up because you sort of shuffle it and you go, who's here today? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, it it's, be, today it's Ian, Megs and Ethan. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be a different flavor. And sometimes it's all five of us. And yeah. we're like, Hey, it's been a while. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, I really, and even things like the, the theater skip it's or the things I do with Ethan. Um, who do you think you are? And things like that. Or Loki. Um, and the bite-sized ones, with the bite-sized Meg, ones um, with, with, Georgia. with Georgia or, you know, Megs and I've done a theater skip it before. Yeah. It was Barbie actually, ironically enough. Um, all those things give a little bit of a different feel for personalities and relationships, and it's a different uh, setup. I forget who it was. Someone said I really like it when it's, when it's an Ian e Ethan episode because it's maybe a little less show busy, a little less wham bammy, and a little more our voices get a little bit lower, and we just talk a little bit more like two film nerds geeking out. Oh, okay. And there's lots of pods that do that side of things. Yeah, yeah. But I like the idea that we're kind of a let's see let's see what's. Uh, Let's see what's, what's on the menu today. Yeah. Let's see what's in store. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a little bit of self-reflection from the pod. Yeah. At the end of that, <laughs> I yeah. didn't expect that. Wasn't expecting that, no, but, no, no. but uh, the BFE, what do we do? We, we, we turn the mics on and see what comes out. Absolutely. And very rarely um, do, do we, we stick on topic. <laughs> do we stick on topic or, or, or do we cut anything out? And hopefully it's what, when people go, hey, it feels like you guys are really friends. And I'm, like I said, the bit where you're sitting there and you're joining on the conversation. I know Anthony's told me that. Yeah. Who, neighbor of the pod. Yep. Absolutely. Lives down the street and goes. I joined. I I I talk back to the plot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blissey does the same. And thing. people go. Hey, it feels like it's <laughs> it's 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 real because it is. And you can't manufacture that by going. Hey, I have a pod. Do you want to come on my pod? Who wants to trade? I'll be on your pod. You be on mine. Yeah, it's not the way it works. That's why we don't do a ton of guests. Yeah. A because it's five of us already. Cool. <laughs> and B, it gets heavy, doesn't it? And B because you have to have that relationship. It's got to feel authentic. So the people who we do invite on, and I'm not just talking about our friends, the podcast, our Patreon backers, but you're talking about people like Carlo. Yep. I'm talking about people like Kevin the podcast that wouldn't die and Stu from the Stuart Order podcast and uh, Danny from uh, it's, it's a musical podcast. Yeah. Those are relationships we, we had for a long time before saying from, from the, virtually the beginning was and it? before saying come on the show. Yeah. We've done other side things together or small things together. Yeah. yeah. So it's so whenever someone goes hey can I be in your pod it's like <laughs> it's not as simple as that. No, because there's quite a few of us anyway. Yeah, 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 that's the other thing is that I said I always say I, what what I owe is to the other four people who sit around the microphones with me. Yeah, that they are the feature. And no matter how we look at it, if we're doing a film that's two hours plus and there's five of us, it's always going to be, be a it's going to be a long episode. And you add another one into the mix, that's going to be even yeah. longer. I mean, every now and then we get lucky; it's only three of us. But sometimes Meg's been drinking, <laughs> and then that <laughs> balloons the runtime. Or Benny and June, how or, did that run on for that long? Or, or Hermes shows up. <laughs> And you're like, oh, we're going at least four. <laughs> at least. So there we are. Uh, but um, we did say, I'm going to drop this here. Um, 
Iron Claw. Iron Claw. We, we saw definitely. the poster for that in the cinema. I'm yeah. in. I'm 100% going to see Iron Claw. So yeah. there'll be a scene for skip, skip that coming down the pipeline uh, shortly. But if there's anything out there, but you're like, hey, have you guys thought about doing this? Uh, we talked about Killers of the Flower Moon because it looks like it's available on Apple TV. Apple TV, yeah. If that's the case, then we will make time before Oscars and try and knock that one out too. Because I want to... I just want to have some some skin in the game when when the Oscars get red. Yeah, as opposed to I've seen a bunch oh, of, yeah, you don't you want I've to, seen a bunch of commercials. Cool. Yeah, yeah. As you want to be able to go, yes, that 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 yeah, deserves because I can sit here and go, okay, Ruffalo yeah. better than Gosling. I'd still give it to Robert Downey Jr. I would, but if yeah. Ruffalo wins, I can go. Oh, okay. I thought I thought Downey Jr. was better, but I can have that that opinion. You can have that opinion. It can that, be an informed uh, opinion. Yeah, yeah. So people go, Robert Downey Jr. was right. Okay. Had you seen the other movies? Yeah, exactly. There are people who get mad on Twitter and go, "They were robbed." Did you see the movies? Yeah, you got to see them. No, but they were not. Okay, no, they weren't robbed. You, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying to do. We're, we're, we're trying to know. So let us know out there, folks. What's out? Realize sometimes in the UK it's a little bit later from the US and Canada. Yeah. But what's Canada. what's coming? What's coming? You're wearing your Canada shirt. I'm there. wearing my Canada t-shirt. There we are. Woo. Uh, what's coming out? Uh, that there, give us a shout. Uh, you can reach us at Twitter at Best Film Over Pod. Our Instagram starting to get posts. I think Meg posted one thing. Oh, good on you, Megs. It's a it's a step in the right direction. More than Ethan. More than Ethan. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan. Maybe she's maybe she's re- retired now. I've been Ethan. <laughs> I know my role in the pod. I'm done. We love you, dude. Nah, but go check that out. That's All the other really stuff we got coming up on the pod. Uh, this came out the day. I think it did go check out the Resties, which came out just two days ago. That was fun. We went through the worst of uh, all. Usually my 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 most fun episode of the yeah. year. Had a good time with that. And we were joined by uh, Hermes, as per usual. Absolutely. Love that guy. Absolutely. And we were joined by Dirk. Yeah. yeah Dirk and I have totally made up. Ah, uh, see. Totally made up. That's why you're calling him Dirk. Oh, Diggler. Oh, oh, friend, call him, yes, yeah, yeah, My yeah. buddy Diggler. Diggler, yeah. Came you can't call him Dirk. I right. did, yeah, yeah. We, we're over the fantasy football stuff now. We're, <laughs> you know, I, man, we're kindred spirits, I found out. <laughs> he's a good soul. He, he, you know, he's a good soul. Yeah. So we're blessed with some good souls. He's got a great mustache. What? D- Diggler? Yeah. There we are? Yeah. All right, we're prattling on a little bit to the end degree, which probably yeah, the sorry, film folks. we did at the end. Thanks for listening, folks. Go ahead Thank and check you. us out on the BFE, all the stuff we got coming out. Join the conversation. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash BFE. If you liked it, help support the pod. Keep it on the air, all that good stuff. And outside of that, I guess we'll just catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. Bye.